Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Babel on Talmud. Today we're studying Daflamad Zion of Masechta Shabbos. Mm, got another bit of a doozy over here today. It's a rough one. <laughs> but um, all right, you know, just hot cup. You'll get it. It's okay. So, quick overview. What, what, what are we talking about today? So, we're still talk, trying to talk, figure out if our mission is talking about Shahia or Chazara, right? When we say that you need to, um, you know, do, it has to be Grufa Uktuma. You have to like, um, you know, kind of either shovel away kind of the coals, um, you know, the embers, or, or like put ash on it to weaken the, the, the heat of the flame, of the fire. The way I understand it is like to make it, um, you know, enomosif hevel, so it's just going to be able to keep things warm, but not actually cook. So, you know, when, when you have to be a group for, so for grufa uktuma, is that for actually putting something on the fire, right? For, for chazara, for, you know, putting the leftovers back on the fire? Or is it, um, even for shahia, which is if you have something on the fire from before Shabbos and letting it remain on the fire during Shabbos? Um, Okay, we're going to see like a somewhat complicated brisa, uh, which is potentially um, differing with our Mishnah. We're going to ask the question of, can you put a pot next to a stove? And in my mind, it's kind of similar almost like when you have a chalent cooking on Shabbos and it's in the crock pot. Um, I don't know, in my view, the crock pot would be kind of like, um, you know, a fire that isn't grufa uktuma, right? It's mosif hevel. It's cooking the thing on Shabbos. So I guess we're going to kind of, you know, assuming that that's, that that's the case, so then we're going to kind of get into a little bit about if um, that would be acceptable on Chavez or not. But um, putting it next to it, I think would be almost like, you know, if you take something out of the fridge and put it on top of the crock pot to just kind of warm up. Um, I think that that's kind of like what, what this is talking about. Um, then we get to all sorts of different opinions about, you know, so Lemaisa, what do we do about Shahia, you know? Does it have to be Grufuk Tuma? Does it not have to be? Does the food have to be cooked? Does it not have to be cooked? Um, we're actually going to have three different opinions of Rabbi Yochanan, which is interesting. Um, and then we find, you know, towards the end of the page, we talk about the concept of Mitztamik V'yafelo, of, you know, once something is already fully cooked, but now it's just getting like, you know, to like the super Geschmack levels. You know, some people like stuff like really, really thoroughly cooked. So, so we're going to talk about if, you know, if, is that mutter or asr? Okay, so now that I've wet your appetites, <laughs> let's uh, get started. So, we're on Daflam and Zion, Amud Aleph, um, about between 10 and 15 lines in, where it says Tashma. Tashma, Amr Abchelbo, Amr Abcham Barguria, Amr Come here, come friends, and listen. That Rabbi Chalbo says in the name of Rav Chama Bar Guria, who says in the name of Rav, Lo Shanu, and this is what he says. He says, Lo Shanu, Ela Al Gaba, Ava Lesocha Aser. You would only be allowed to, um, you know, for the, for the pot to be on top of the stove, but you wouldn't be able to put it inside the stove, right? Meaning, essentially, inside where the fire is, uh, like almost like an oven kind of thing. You know, more of like an oven vibe than a stove vibe, kind of, right? Meaning, assuming that the stove was like this kind of cone-shaped thing where the top was missing. So then, you know, the the stove version would be that you put, right, that the pot is on top of it and the fire is beneath it. And that's sort of not as uh, strong of a heat, an intensive a heat. 
Whereas inside this cone thing with the fire, that would be like a more significant heat. So now, um, and part of it, I think as well is that, you know, let's go weiter for a second. So now, so, so this is what Rabbi Chalbo, Amarav says that Loshanu Ela Al Gaba, we don't know what this is talking about yet. Is it talking about Shehiya? Is it talking about Chazara? I don't know. But we're only talking about the pot being on top of this stove. But you would not be allowed to have the pot inside of the stove with the fire. Now, Okay. So I understand if our Mishnah is talking about Chazara, meaning that when we say that the fire needs to be grufok tuma, that it has to be weaker, that's only tamamish, put the pot on the stove, then it would have to be a weaker fire. However, if um, it was not grufa uktuma, if it was mamish, a strong fire, like a fire made out of wood or this gefes, this uh, sesame seed leftovers, which is a stronger fire, then you wouldn't be able to put the pot on the stove. However, if the pot was there from before Shabbos and you left it there into Shabbos, then, you can, then that's no problem. You can leave it even if it's really a strong fire, right? If it's not shihia, it's if it's not um, grufok tuma, right? Well, then I get it. Then I get it. Easy. So, Reb Chalbo, in the name of Ham Barguria, in the name of Rab, is saying that when we say that um, you're allowed to have shihia by a, uh, a, a, a stove that is not grufok tuma, i.e. that it's a very strong, intense flame, that is only if you're putting, you know, if to leave the pot on top of the fire, on top of the stove. However, as we learned on Daf Lamedalid Amud Aleph at the bottom, um, insulating with a Dover Hamosif Hevel is not allowed even before Shabbos. Actually, that was Daf Lamedalid Amud Beis at the top, right? Insulating with something that is Mosif Hevel. Right, and the and the exact example of that was actually using ash that has some coals in it. Right, in that case, you wouldn't be allowed to do that even before Shabbos because we're worried about shemayachta begechalim, and that's exactly what this would be. You have this super strong fire, and the question is, well, and you know, Rav Chelba is saying that you would not be allowed to have shehia inside of the oven when it is a super strong fire. And that's exactly in line with what we said on Daf Lamadal Amud Beis at the top, that you're not allowed to insulate with something that is most of Hevel. And if you have this pot inside of the oven with, meaning oven slash stove, right, where the fire is, where all the wood is and the ash and the coals, you're basically going to be insulating this pot with a Dover Hamosif Hevel, with these coals that are increasing heat, and that wouldn't be allowed even before, you know, even for Shahiyah, even if you had put it there before Shabbos. And that would be what Rav Chalbo, Amrav Chama Barguria, Amrav is talking about. That when we say that you're allowed to use an, a, a stove um, for Shahiyah, for leaving something on there from before Shabbos, even when it is a very strong flame and intense heat, that's only putting it on top of it. However, to put it inside of the stove where the fire is, essentially like an oven, 
Well, then it wouldn't be allowed even from before Shabbos, even if you had put it there before Shabbos, because it's basically being um, having hatmana, insulating with something that's increasing the heat, and you're not allowed to do that even before Shabbos because we're concerned about Shem Yachta B'Kechalim. Got it. So, I get it if our Mishnah is talking about Chazara, that for Chazara, you would need Grufa um, Uktuma, but for Shehiya, um, it would be okay even for a super intense heat. So then, I understand. I understand now the differentiation between on top of it, where it's mutter on the stove top, because the heat isn't as intense, um, even though it's a super strong heat, but it's not going to be as tense as mamish in the fire. In the fire, it would be insulating. Good morning, neighbors. But if it's mamish in the fire, so then it would be insulating with a davra mosif hevel, and that would be um, and that would be not allowed. Let's see. We could see if they open their their windows every single day at the same time. Today it's at eight forty eight forty one. Okay, fine. Okay, where were we? But if you say that our Mishnah is talking about for Shahia, right? That even if you're going to leave something on the fire from before Shabbos into Shabbos, the fire would have to be grufa uktuma. It would have to be a weaker fire that it's not actually capable of cooking. With a mali tocha mali algaba. What's the difference if it's on top? Or if it's inside, there's no issue of hatmana. Right? Meaning, on top of it, it's okay because it's not, you know, it's not going to cook it. It's weak, you know, it's not a strong fire. And even inside of it, you know, hatmana bedaver she'enomosif hevel would be. We're talking about shehia over here, right? So then, what should be the problem? Right? It's shehia bedaver she'enomosif hevel. I think if I remember correctly, you'd even be allowed to do that during Ben Ashmashos, right? So what's the difference if it's on top of it or if it's inside of it? It's possible that it even won't even be Shehiyah Bechlal because if it's, you know, Grufa Uktuma, you know, there might not even be that much ash in there to even insulate it. So the Gemara answers, right? No, one second. You don't have to say that the Mishnah is talking about Chazara. Um, you can say that the Mishnah is talking about Shehiyah. And that for Shehiyah, it would even have to be Grufa Uktuma. Okay? Well, okay, so then what's, so then what's uh, Reb Chalbo saying? Uveis Hillel Omrim Af Machzirin. Hillel says that you can even put, uh, that you can even put back, you know, put the pot on the stove when it's Gruf Oktuma, right? Meaning if you say that the Mishnah is talking about Shehiya, right? Then we're saying that for Shehiya, the fire must be Gruf Oktuma. And Basil says that, you know, the same would apply for, um, you know, Chazara, for putting the, the pot on the stove, that also as long as it's Gruf Oktuma, it would be allowed. The Amr, Rabbi Chalbo, Rabbi Chalbo is saying, Amr of Chalbo Barguri, Amr Rab, Lo Shanu Ela Al Gaba Aval Tocha Asr. And he's saying that, by the way, when it comes to Chazara, to actually putting the pot on the stove, it would only be on the stove, but you wouldn't be able to put it inside of the stove. Because putting it inside of the stove on Shabbos, right, Shehiyah, 
would be okay before Shabbos, right? Because you're putting it there before Shabbos, and um, you 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 know you you can uh, um, you know it's grufok tuma. So even if there is hadmana, it would be hadmana. It would be insulating with something that isn't Moshe Hevel. So you could do that before Shabbos. However, on Shabbos, you wouldn't be able to put it in the oven because I guess you would have to be concerned about, you know, um, maybe atmana, right? insulating. That if there's enough ash there to insulate it, even though it will be davr she'enu Moshe Hevel because it's already grufo tuma, but still we say that, um, that, right, that you don't, right, that we don't um, insulate on Shabbos even if it's not Moshe Hevel. Okay, fine. So, so it's still sort of inconclusive if the Mishnah has to be talking about um, Chazara or Shehiya. I mean, yesterday at the end of the day, we kind of implied that the Mishnah was talking about um, Chazara, but the Gemara is still trying to explore other possibilities. Okay. Tashma, come in here. Bez Kiros Hamatimos. Okay. So the, you got you, you really got a whole hot cup over here for, for this brisa, all right? All right? Okay, here we go. I'm talking to myself here as well. <laughs> Tashma, come in here. Bez kiros amatimos. So you basically have these two stoves that are right next to each other, and there's some kind of earthenware separator between these two stoves. Okay. Achas gufoktuma vachas sheena gufoktuma. Sheena gufa venektuma. So now one of these stoves is grufoktuma, which means that, you know, the heat is, is, is pretty, you know, benign. And the other one is not grufoktuma, which means it's a pretty, you know, chazak, pretty strong, intense heat. Okay. Mashin agabe grufoktuma. Hmm. Vein mashin al she'ena grufa ve'enektuma. Hmm. So this Bryce is saying, that you would only be allowed to have shahia on the stove that is not grufa. I'm sorry, the opposite. You'd only be able to have shahia on the stove that is grufa uktuma. You would not be able to have shahia on the stove that is that is a strong flame. Hmm. Okay. This seems to be against the way that we were learning the Mishnah yesterday as saying that... Um, Grufa uktuma is only for chazara, but for shahia, it, it wouldn't have to be grufa uktuma. But now it seems that we're saying, well, not seems that we're saying, we are certainly saying that when it comes to shahia, it would only be possible on the stove that is grufa uktuma. Umahin mashin. And on that stove that's grufa uktuma, what can you put there? Beishamay omrim viloklum. Hmm. Beishamay says zilch. Can't put anything on that stove, even though it's Grufa Uktuma. Basil says you can put um, hot water on the stove that's Grufa Uktuma. Not put, you can have Shahia with water on a stove that's not Grufa Uktuma. No, that is Grufa Uktuma. Wow. Basil says that you can have Shahia for hot water on the stove that is Grufa Uktuma. Avalo Tavshil, but you wouldn't be allowed to put cooked foods on, uh, or to have shahia with cooked foods on that stove. Akar, if you now removed something from that weaker stove, everyone says you may not put it back. No chazara, even though it's grufa uktuma. 
Divrab Meir, good news is, that's just like your opinion, man, as uh, has been said before. Anyways, that is just um, Rabbi Meir, okay? That's just Rabbi Meir's opinion. Now for a more familiar opinion. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Beis Shammai says, that meaning Rabbi Yehuda quotes Beis Shammai as saying that um, you would be allowed to have shahia for hot water on that um, stove that's garuf v'katum. But no cooked foods. Basil says that Shehia would be allowed on the Garuf Vikatum stove for both hot water and cooked foods. Beshamay Omrim Notlin Avalomachzirin. Beshamay says you would be permitted to remove from the stove, to take off of the stove, but you would not be able to put it back onto the stove, even though it's Garuf Vikatum. Basil says you can even return things to that stove. Put things back on the stove, it's Garuf Vikatum. Okay. Now, So if our Mishnah is talking about Lishos, so when it says that it needs to be Garuf Vikatum, that's talking about Shehia, well, perfect. This is just perfect. Masnisin Mani Rabbi Yehudahi. Works out perfectly. If we say that our Mishnah is talking about Shehiyah, well then our Mishnah works perfectly with this Brisa if you, you know, according to Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. So our Mishnah is Rabbi Yehuda. Because Rabbi Yehuda says here, right, this Brisa is saying that when it comes to Shehiyah, you must have Grufa Uktuma. And once you've had Grufa Uktuma, according to Rabbi Yehuda, Beis Shammai would say that you can leave it, um, you know, you can have Shehiyah only for water, Basil says for water and for cooked foods. Um, Beishamai says that once you take it off, you wouldn't be able to put it back on. Basil says that you can, exactly like our Mishnah, if we were to learn our Mishnah as referring to Shehiyah. But if you say that our Mishnah is talking about Chazara, that only to put the uh, food back, you know, the leftovers back on the stove, that's what you need Grufok Tuma for. But for Shehiyah, leaving it there from before Shabbos, it can even be a very strong fire. Well, then we get all sorts of problems over here, right? Because this, this Brisa is saying unequivocally, is saying, you know, very clearly that for Shehiyah, it would have to be Grufa Uktuma. Yet, if we say that our Mishnah is talking about Chazara, then that means that our Mishnah, as we saw at the end of the day yesterday, would say that by um, Shehiyah, you wouldn't need Grufa Uktuma. And now, money. Then who is the author of our Mishnah? Lo Rabbi Yehuda lo Rabbi Meir. It can be neither Rabbi Yehuda nor Rab Meir. We're going to start by explaining all the issues that would come if we say Rabbi Meir. I Rabbi Meir, Kasha Lebeshamay Bechada. So, if we are saying Rabbi Meir, okay, 
So then it's going to be a question for base Shammai regarding the fact that in our Mishnah, we said that according to base Shammai, you, um, right, Shahiyah would be allowed with hot water, right, just not with foods. And whereas this Brisa is saying that according to base Shammai, you wouldn't be allowed to have Shahiyah whatsoever, right? Aside from the fact that our Mishnah says that Shahiyah would be allowed for by um, when it's not Garv Vikatum, and this Brisa says that Shahiyah would be allowed only when it's Grufa Uktuma, but even so, you, 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 right, you, you also have with that same issue of Shahiyah that in our Mishnah, Beishama's opinion is that Shahiyah would be allowed when it comes to hot water, and this Brisa is saying that Shahiyah is not allowed whatsoever, not even for hot water. However, with regard to, you know, Chazara, it wouldn't be an issue, right? Uh, both the Mishnah says that Beishama says you wouldn't be allowed to return anything to the fire, and this Brisa also says according to Beishama, it says that according to everybody, both Beishama and Beishil, you wouldn't be able to return anything to the fire. Right, Ulubeis Hillel, Bitarte. And when it comes to Beis Hillel, you're going to have two problems. Problem number one is going to be that in our Mishnah, Beis, um, uh, Beis Hillel would say that you would be allowed to have Shahiyah for both Ochlin and, right, for both hot water and for cooked foods. Whereas this Brisa says that according to Beis Hillel, you would only be, according to Beis, assuming Rabbi Meir's opinion, that according to Beis Hillel, you would be allowed to have um, Shahiyah only for hot water, but not for foods. That's question number one. If we, uh, so that's, that's question number one, according to Beis Hillel, according to Rabbi Meir's opinion. And question number two, on Beis Hillel, according to Rabbi Meir's opinion, would be that in our Mishnah, we say that Rabbi Yehuda would allow you to put it back, to put something back onto the fire if it's, um, Grufa Uktuma. Whereas this Brisa is saying that, according to our mayor, that everyone agrees, both Bishami and Basila agree, that you wouldn't be able to return anything back to the fire, even though it's Grufa Uktuma. So, right? So we have one question. So if, if we say that our Mishnah is talking about Chazara, which means that, um, when it comes to Shahiyah, you would be able to, um, leave it on the you know, fire, even, right, even on a strong fire. So then we have all sorts of questions, you know, so we have questions according to everybody. You know, if we're going according to Rabbi Meir, well, then we have two kashas against Beis Shammai, right? Mainly with regard to, she only with regard to Shahia, which is that Beis Shammai says in our Mishnah that you would be allowed to keep hot water, to have Shahia by hot water, just not by food. Whereas this Brisa, Rabbi Meir says, that according to Beishama, you wouldn't be allowed to have Shia even by hot water. And according to Basil, we have two problems, which is, you know, one is that in our Mishnah, Basil says that Shahi would be allowed by both hot water and by cooked foods. Whereas this Bryce is saying it's, um, Basil would only allow by hot water. And question number two is that in our Mishnah, um, Basil would allow you to return things to, um, a fire that was Grufo Tuma, but this Bryce is saying, that according to Basil, you would not be allowed to. Now, Irab Yehuda, 
kasha gufu uktuma. Now, and if you're going to say that um, our Mishnah is going to be like Rabbi Yehuda, in which case, you know, all the opinions are identical, right? So Beis Shammai uh, would allow by um, hot water. Beis would allow by hot water and uh, cooked foods. And they would both, uh, and you know, Beis would say that you wouldn't be allowed to do Chazar. Beis would say that you would be allowed to do Chazar. So all the opinions would be the same, but you still have the difference, which is that in our Mishnah, if we say that it's talking about Chazara, well then Shehiyah would be allowed even if it's not Gufo Uktuma, even if it's a strong fire, whereas this Brisa is saying pretty clearly that it would have to be Gufo Uktuma. So basically, you know, once we have the introduction of this pretty complicated Brisa, uh, it, would, it would clearly be an indication that our Mishnah, at least if we want to say that the two Brisas are, are making, you know, agreeing with each other, well, then we're going to have to say that our Mishnah is talking about Shehiyah because we again, you know, if we say it's talking about Shehiyah, well, then the Mishnah is clearly Rabbi and it's simple. But if we say it's talking about Chazara, well, then we get all sorts of kashas, lots of complicated questions uh, according to Rabbi Meir's opinion in this Brisa. And even according to Rabbi Yehuda, um, you're still going to have the problem of the fact that this Brisa is saying that you can only have Shehiyah if it's Grufa Oktuma, but our Mishnah would say that even if it's not. So the Gemara says, So the Gemara says, no, really, I'll say that our Mishnah is talking about Chazara. Okay, well then what do you do with this Brisa in which neither Rabbi Meir nor Rabbi Yehuda could make sense? Vitana Didan, our Mishnah, he holds like Rabbi Yehuda with one thing, i.e. he holds like Rabbi Yehuda with regard to like how he learns the machlokas between Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel, right, both by uh, Chazara as well as by, you know, the water versus cooked foods. However, however, right, but he also disagrees with Rabbi Yehuda regarding the fact that our, the time of our Mishnah says that Shehir would be allowed even when it's not Guru Tuma, whereas the Teacher of this Brisa says it would have to be Guru Fogtuma. So, our Tana agrees with Rabbi Huda with how he understands the Machlokas between Beshama and Hillel regarding Chaman and Tavshil, right? Which things you, were, you would be allowed to have Shahiyah with. And, you know, what do they respectively hold with regard to Chazara? But the Tan of our Mishnah argues with Rabbi Yehuda with one thing, whereas our Mishnah, right, our Mishnah says that you would be allowed to have Shehiyah even if it's not Kufuktuma, whereas Rabbi Yehuda um, holds that when, you know, even for Shehiyah you would require Grufa Uktuma. Wawa, wiwa. Whoa. All right. Woo. So it's still inconclusive. You know, it was pretty clear that if we that right, that if we want these two this brisa to jive with our mishnah, well then we're gonna have to say that our mishnah is talking about shahia. However, you don't have to say that this brisa jives with our mishnah, and you could say that while. You know, we can kind of almost say that our Mishnah is like Rabbi Yehuda. There's going to be the issue of um, Shehiyah by a fire, uh, a stove that isn't Grufa Uktuma. All right.
And that seems to be okay. We can do that. You can have braces that contradict each other. All right, so now we're going to get into the question of can you, um, you know, leave uh, like, like a pot next to a stove? You know, the way I understand it is basically you're going to put this pot next to the stove and it's going to be touching the walls of the stove and it's going to absorb some heat like that. Ibailu, they ask the kashim. I would listen but can you put a pot right next to a uh, a stove and allow the pot to get some heat? And I, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, I feel like it's kind of similar to like, can you put the potato kugel on top of the crock pot on Shabbos morning so that the potato kugel can warm up, or the chala epis, whatever it might be. Do we say tocha vegaba aser? Do we say look? You wouldn't be able to put something on, and and it's talking about when it's not grufok tuma, when it's a good gishmaka hardy flame. All right, let me just see what Rashi says. Kedera is so I'm looking at Rashi in Diba Maschel Maud Lismoch. Kedera eats al dofen akira below grifa exactly below grifa sheakira mitateles hiu moshiva moshiva osa gabi karka that it's not talking about gufo kutuma basically you have a good hardy strong flame and the question is while I'm not allowed I wouldn't be able everyone agrees that I wouldn't be able to pick up the pot and put it on top of the stove or inside of the stove but avalismoch ba shaper dummy but do we say that maybe putting it adjacent to the stove could be okay. Maybe it doesn't matter, and I wouldn't be able to put it adjacent to the stove either. Okay? Tashma, come in here. To quote the Brysa that we just mentioned, you have two stoves that are, you know, uh, right next to each other. And one of them is Grufoktuma, right? It's shoveled and ashed, right? Dulled. So the, the, the flame is not as strong. And the other one is chazak. It's strong. So So we said that, that, that you'd be allowed to have shahia, you'd be allowed to have that pot on the stove that is grufa uktuma, the one that's weaker. And even though there's going to be some heat coming from the adjacent stove, which is strong. But we don't seem to have an issue with that. So that could be an indication that smicha is okay, that I could take a pot and put it adjacent to a stove and allow the pot to, to, to benefit from the heat of the stove that's next to it. But then says that might not be a good proof because Dilma Shiny Awesome, they came into Midalia Shalit Bavir. They say it might not be a good proof. It could be that the only reason why you'd be allowed to have shahia on the stove that's grufo tuma, even though it's getting benefit from the heat coming from the stove next to it, is because the pot is on top of the stove. And therefore, any heat that is coming from the adjacent stove, meaning from underneath, is coming from the wall that's separating the two stoves. And then it, there's air under the pot and from where the heat is coming in underneath from the side. So that's why maybe that's permitted. Whereas if I literally just you know, touch a pot directly to the side of a very hot stove, well, then maybe that would be not allowed. Okay, so inconclusive. Tashma, come in here. Tam Rav Safra, I'm Rav That said Rav Safra, the name of Rav Kitma Vinislabsa. What if 
you had a stove and you said, all right, Shabbos is coming. I got a good, strong fire. I better, you know, pour some ash on it to weaken the flame. And guess what? The fire prevailed. It pulled through, it pushed through that ash and it went right back to being a good, strong fire. So we seem to not care about that. <laughs> we seem to still be considering it to be as if it's uh, ketuma, as if, you know, you did your part, you put the ash on it. Yeah, there, 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 it doesn't seem to matter that um, the fire came through. I don't know why the price is mentioning it, or whatever it might be. But so you, you may put a pot right next to this stove. You can have shahia with it. You can take off of the stove and you can put it back. So Shmamina Lismochnami Kitmain Lokitmalo. So what do we see from this statement? That you would the only reason why you were allowed to put the pot next to the stove is because Kitma is because you had put the ash on it to weaken it. So we see that you would not be allowed to put one pot next to a very strong stove. But one second, But according to your reason, one second, it also says, It also says in that brisa that, you know, it says, You'd be allowed to take off of this stove and put back on the stove. Are you telling me that when it says that you're allowed to take something off of the stove, it's also talking about only when it's Kitma, only when you know the, the 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 intensity of the heat has been dulled, right? Meaning we're assuming that because it says that we're talking about a flame that a heat source that was dulled, right? And we're saying that you're allowed to put a pot next to it. You're allowed to put a pot. Uh, you can have shahia. You can have it from from before. You could take it off. You could put it back on. We're saying that all these things are talking about specifically when you dulled it with ash. But one second. Clearly, when it says that you're taking something off of the fire, that's not talking about only when it's been dulled with ash. So, elatana notlin mishumachzirin. No, really, the main thing is the main point is that you could put the pot back onto the stove because it's been dulled with ash. But notlin, you you know, you could take something off of the stove whenever you want. So, achanami here also tana somchen mishumekaimen. The only reason why it says that you can put the pot next to the oven. It's not really because putting the pot next to the oven is limited to when you weaken the fire with ash. It's only because it, was, it wanted to say that you can leave the pot on the, right, on the stove. You can have shahia because it's been dulled with ash. And because it needed to mention shahia, that's why it also mentioned Smicha, putting it next to the oven, but next to the oven you can even have if there, um, if it wasn't ashed, even if it was a strong, right, even if it wasn't, you know, dulled, even if it was a strong fire. But as I'm sure some people are thinking, like, those aren't really analogous, right? And the Gemara has gotcha. One second. Notlin and Machzirin go hand in hand, right? I can't put something back onto a uh, stove unless I first removed it, right? And therefore, yeah, the point is chazara. The point is that the, right, they wanted to teach 
that I can only put this pot back on the stove if it's been dulled with ash. However, right, and therefore to teach that, you needed to also say that, okay, so you're removing it first and then you could put it back on because it's been dulled. But however, However, in this case, you know, smicha and, you know, putting a pot next to a stove and putting and leaving a pot on a stove from before Shabbos, um, those are not mutually exclusive, right? I don't need to, you know, put my pot next to this stove so that I can have a pot on top of this stove, right? Um, you know, I can theoretically have one pot next to it and one pot on top of it. And therefore, the fact that, the, that they're teaching that you can put this pot next to a stove when it's been dulled with ash, that means that you would only be allowed to, that they're teaching us that you're only allowed to put a pot next to a stove when it's been dulled with ash. You would not be allowed to put a pot next to a stove that has a very strong fire in it. Okay, fine. So we haven't been, we have not been successful in trying to prove that you can um, put a pot next to a stove that has a strong fire. Maya knew how do we paskin? Tashma, come in here. Kirashi sikua begefes uveitsim. Oh, so if you have a, 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 a stove that has been fueled with gefes and eitsim, with these strong fuels, somchin la, you are allowed to put a pot next to it. Okay, that's the halacha. At least that's what the Gemara says. Ve'ein mitkaimen ala elem ken gufogtuma. However, shehia, it would have to be Grufa Uktuma. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Gichalim Sha'amimu, if you have if you have coals that 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 dimmed, or Daka, or you put some kind of like, you know, uh, leftovers from f- flax, flax leftovers, like I don't know, like a sawdust kind of uh, 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 material. Something something to like weaken the flames, the 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 the, the coals. Harehi kiktuma. That is like Kituma. Fine, Seder. Okay, so the Gemara seems to say that it, right, right, that it would be okay to put um, a pot next to this um, stove with a significant flame there. Okay, fine. So now we're going to shift into all sorts of different positions on Shehia and um, Grufa Uktuma. And all this, we're going to get all sorts of, you know, and how much does the uh, food have to be cooked beforehand? Does it have to be cooked beforehand? Does it not? All, all sorts of different versions that we're going to see over here. Let's see. Amr Yitzchak Bar Nachmani, Amr Oshaya, Kitma Vuhuvara. All right. So again, you have this case where you poured ash onto the coals to weaken them. Vihuvara, but somehow the coals won and, and the flame reignited. And we seem not, uh, we seem to not be concerned about that, at least right now. So, uh-huh. so you would be allowed to have shahia. You would have to have, you would be allowed to have shahia. You from, you'd be allowed to have the pot on there from before Shabbos with water that is completely boiled and food that is completely cooked. Shmamina, what do we see from there? Mitstamik viofilo mutter. So what do we see? 
So we see that you have this food that's been fully cooked before Shabbos and you're leaving it on the stove. And because the fire has overcome the, the whatever ash you put on it, so you have a strong fire, and now this food is going to continue to kind of develop, continue to cook, even though it's fully cooked, but it's just going to get all the much better, you know, more and more gishmak, maybe like a slow cook kind of thing. So that seems to be acceptable. Okay? That's the concept of mitztamik v'yafilo. Right? When something is going to sort of continue to cook and get, you know, more and more cooked and like, right, at simukim, simukim are like raisins, right? Get like dried out and like a raisin, right? Um, really slow cooked and it's good for it. It's going to make the food all the better. Mutter, that would be acceptable. The Gemara says, no, Shani Yacha, do not bring a proof that mitztamik v'yafalo is mutter. It's different here to kitma. Oh. Because it was ketuma. This was grufa uktuma and that is why it's considered grufa uktuma and that is why you're allowed to leave this food that was already fully cooked on this stove. And, and that's why it can be mitztamik, right? And, and you can keep on cooking. But only because you had initially tried to weaken it. What's the, what's the point of saying that the fire won out and that now it's a strong fire? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Iyachi my lememra. I'm sorry, I read that wrong. Iyachi my lememra. If so, then what is the chiddush of, 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 um, of Rabbi Yitzchak bar Nachmani, Amr Boshaya? We already know that you can have shahiya by something that's already grufa uktuma. So, huvara, it's trichale. The, the, no, the chiddush, his chiddush is that even though the fire overcame whatever you put on it, and now it's still a strong fire. We can still consider it to be ketuma. Ma'udetema, I would have thought, kevan dehuvara hadrila lemilsa kamaisa, kamash malan. I may have thought that since the fire overcame these ashes that you put on it, it should be as if the ashes were never put there in the first place and it's simply a, 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 a strong fire that is not grufu ketuma, kamash malan, that no, even though the fire overcame whatever you put on it, it's still considered ketuma, and that is why um, you would be allowed to keep this food on the fire, even though it's going to be mitztamik. Okay? Implying that you wouldn't be able to have this food continue there and be mitztamik v'yafilo if, um, you know, if it was just not kufu ketuma, if it was just super strong, Okay? Now we're going to see a similar opinion. Amr Rabbi Babachana, Amr Rabbi Yochanan. Says Rabbi Babachana, the name of Rabbi Yochanan. Now we're going to start seeing a few different opinions of Rabbi Yochanan that seem to be all different and all coming from Rabbi Yochanan. So he says, Kidma v'huvara, if you put some, you know, ash on the coals and then they, the, the fire somehow rekindled, right? The coals won out. Mashin ala'achamu You could put on hot water. You can have shahiyah with hot water that was already completely boiled, and cooked foods that have been completely cooked, and even these coals of rotem, which are like really um, strong coals. Okay. So what do we see? That you're allowed to leave um, this food on the this strong fire, and even though it's going to get better on Shabbos, 
you know, when it gets sort of mitzvahmic, it'll get better. It's nonetheless mutter. No, shani de kitma. As we said earlier, no, it's different over here because it's ktuma. Because you had put the fi- the flames on it, the, 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 the ashes on it. Then what's the chiddush? We know that grufa uktuma, you're allowed to have shihia. Huvara, it's three chalei. No, it needs to teach us that even though the coals went out and it's still a strong fire, it's okay since it was, uh, you put the ashes on it. Then that's the same thing as, Rabbi Yitzhak Ban Achmari Amar Bushai was saying. So, the chiddush that uh, Rabbi Babachana is bringing to the table in the name of Rabbi Yochanan is that even though these are very strong coals, and maybe you'll have the half minute to say that in this case, um, you know, it should be considered like as if you never put the ashes in the first place. No, we still treat it as though you put the ashes there. Um, and, you know, you know, we take into consideration and give significance to the fact that you put the ash there. And therefore, that is why you can leave the, um, this food on the fire, implying that if it wasn't Grufa you wouldn't be allowed to leave this food on the fire and allow it to get better. Okay, fine. Let's go weiter. Amr of Sheshes, Amr of Yochanan. Now Rav Sheshes says in the name of Rav Yochanan, Kira, she sikua begefes uveitzim. So if you have a stove that was fueled with gefes uveitzim, these stronger materials, mashin alea chamen shalohu chamu kol tzarkon v'tav shaloh bisha kol tzarkon. Very similar to like what we were explaining yesterday. That even though it's not grufok tuma, it's a strong fire, you are allowed to have shahiyah, even if it's chamen shaloh hu chamu kol tzarkon v'tav shaloh bisha kol tzarkon. I assume it has to be somewhat cooked. But not completely cooked. Akar, once you remove these pots from this very strong flame, well then lo yachzir achigof achitin efer. Then you can't have chazara unless it's grufa uktuma and it's not a strong fire. Kasover masnisin lahachzir tanan because he holds that when our Mishnah says that it needs to be grufok tuma, that's only to, you know, return the leftovers back onto the fire. However, for shahia, you can have shahia, even though it's a strong fire. You could leave it there. And even though also, the hot water isn't fully boiled and the food isn't fully cooked. Rava, Tavayu Tanani. Rav says, what in the world is the Chiddush of Rav Sheshes in the name of Rav Yochanan? We've already learned both of these things. In Mishnayis, Lishos Tanina, we learned that Shehiya is allowed even though it's not Grufo Uktuma. We learned that in the Mishnah. Where was that Mishnah? It was a Mishnah that we already had on Daf Yud Tes. We do not put dough into an oven right before Shabbos. We don't put like lafa dough on top of coals. Unless there's enough time for the um, face of the dough to, to basically get a crust. Implication being shari which means that however, once the dough gets a crust, even though it's not fully cooked, 
It's permitted. Shehiya would be allowed, even though you have a strong fire and it's not Grufok Tuma. But we see that as long as uh, it's Karmupanea, you can leave it there, even though it's not fully baked and it's a strong fire. And the Hachzir Nami. And to, you know, the fact that Chazara is only allowed by Grufok Tuma, Nami Tanina, we also have a Mishnah, Basil Omrim, Af Machzirin. That Basil says in our Mishnah, that you would be allowed to return food to the fire. And when Basil says that you're allowed to return food to the fire, it's only when it's Grufa lo. He wouldn't allow it if it was Grufa, if it was not Grufa Uktuma and it was a very strong flame. So what is the Chiddush of Rav Yosef, uh, of Rav Sheshes? Everything he said, we already know. From different Mishnayas, right? That, that, that when it's not Grufokutuma, when it's a strong fire, Shehiyah is allowed. Well, we know that already from that Mishnah by the bread. And, you know, and, and, and even though it's not fully cooked, and when it, um, I don't know if I said when it's not a strong fire, but when it is, what I meant to say is that when it is a strong fire, even though it's not Gruf Oktum, when it is a strong fire, Shehia would be allowed, even though it's not fully cooked. And when it um, is not a strong fire, so then you would be allowed to do Chazar. You'd be allowed to put it back. We know that from our Mishnah with Beis Hillel. So what's the Chiddush of Rav Sheshes? So Rav Sheshes is not Midyuga Damas Nisim Kamash Mulan. Rav Sheshes is telling us the Diuk of, our, of, of the Mishnah, meaning that Mishnah with the bread didn't explicitly say that once there's a crust, you'd be allowed to leave it there. It just said that, you know, don't put it in the oven if there's not enough time. The implication being that if there um, is enough time, then you can leave it there to finish baking, even though it's a strong fire. So that is what Rav Shesis wanted to teach us, right? Just to clarify the implication of that Mishnah, okay? Amrav Shmuel Bar Yehuda, Amrav Yochanan. Snarav Shmuel Bar Yehuda gives another opinion of Rabbi Yochanan. What have we seen so far? We've seen so far that, you know, we saw from Rabbi Barbachana in the name of Rabbi Yochanan that, that, right, that you would only be, when you have a, 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 a uh, stove that's Grufa Uktuma, you'd be allowed to put food, I believe, that's only fully cooked, right? Right? Hot water that's fully cooked, food that's been fully cooked, so it would have to be grufok tuma, and it would have to be fully cooked already. We have Rav Sheshes who's saying, right, and that's for Shahia, right? And Rav Sheshes is saying that by Shahia, it wouldn't have to be fully cooked, and it can be completely a strong fire. So what does Rav Shmuel Bar Yehuda say in the name of Rav Yochanan? That kiyoshi sikur begefes uveitzim, that if you have a, a, a stove that you lit with gefes and etzim, with these strong materials, mashin aleh, so the Agosabach switches around the wording a little bit, cham and shuchamu kotzarkon, you're allowed to put on hot water that is completely boiled, vitavshil shabisha kotzarko, and a cooked food that's already completely cooked. Vafilu mitztamek viafilo, and even if the food is going to continue to cook and become, you know, slow cooked and better. Okay, so we see that he's quoting Rabbi Yochanan saying that the oven doesn't have to be grufo kutuma, but the food has to be fully cooked. Okay. 
So now a certain rabbi said to Rav Shmuel by Yehuda, but how Rav Ushmuel damit tavayim mitztamik viyafelo aser? But Rav and Shmuel both said that mitztamik viyafelo is not allowed; it's forbidden. So this is funny. So Amr le, so Rav Shmuel by Yehuda responds to him, atuleis ana yada the Amr of Yos, the Amr of Yosef, Amr of Yehuda, Amr Shmuel mitztamik viyafelo aser. Do you really think that I didn't know? That Rav Yosef said in the name of Rav Yehuda, in the name of Shmuel, that Mitzamak Biafalo is Asr. Kikamina lach Rabbi Yochanan Kamina. No, silly. I wasn't quoting Shmuel. I was quoting Rabbi Yochanan. And Rabbi Yochanan says it's Mutter. And therefore, I'm saying it's Mutter. Okay? Amr le Rav Ukva Mimishan Ravashi. Okay, so Rav Ukva Mimishan said to Ravashi, Atun, you, Dimakarvisa le Rav Shmuel, Avidukra Rav Shmuel. You live close to Rav Ushmuel, right? We also saw that, I don't know, a few pages ago. I can't remember exactly on what page. But we, we saw this um, in the context of, of, of Muksa, right? We saw this concept of like Asar de, 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 de Rav, like a place that was under the um, authority of, of, of Rav. Here it is, on Dafyut Tesema Beis, right? We talk about, um, you know, you're in the place of Rav, therefore you do like Rav, right? So, so, um, Anan... Navid Krabyochnam, but we, says Rav Ukva Mimeshan, are not so close to Rav and Shmuel. Therefore, we could do like Rav Yochanan and uh, say that Mitzamak Viafilo is mutter. Amalei Abai the Rav Yosef, Abai says to Rav Yosef, Ma'u Lishos. Abai asks his Rebbe Rav Yosef, he says, No, what about Shahia? What do we say? There's so many opinions. What do we do? Is it mutter? Is it also? What, what's the deal? Amalei, so Rav Yosef said, look, Rav Yehuda, they would leave stuff on the fire for him and he would eat it. And even though, meaning Abai is asking about when it's not Grufok Tuma, Kiluana, right, what's the deal with Shahia on a strong fire? And Rav Yosef says, look, Lemaisa, my Rabbi, Rav Yehuda, uh, they would do Shahia for him on a strong fire and he would eat it. Amalei. And Abai responded to Rav Yosef, don't, don't, bring, don't, don't tell me what they would do with Rav Yehuda. That since Rav Yehuda was misukan, he was, he was in a dangerous situation. And I don't know, Rashi says, misukanu bulmus. He would get some kind of, I don't know, some kind of episodes of something. I don't really know. But he would get some kind of episodes of something. And therefore it was allowed for them to kind of leave things on the stove for him you know, for, for it to calm him down. But leave Allah my. What about you and me? Can we do Shahia by a strong fire? Omar lay. Bisura mashu. In Surah, they would do it. In Surah, they, they would, they, they would leave things on a strong fire from before Shabbos. And let them, uh, you know, continue to, to, to cook on, on, on Shabbos. And Rav Nachum Bar Yitzchak was a Mari Uvda. He was somebody, says Rashi, somebody who was very particular about his activities, how, how he acted. And he would also do Shahia on a strong fire. And that was okay with him. And Rashi says something cool. Rashi in the, in the Rashi, about two lines into the Rashi, says, 
And we who leave food cooking on a stove that isn't grufa, sounds to me like a chalan, right? Basically leaving something cooking on a strong fire throughout Shabbos. We rely on Hananya. If you remember from Hananya, he said that as long as it's something is cooked, one third of the way, you can leave it um, on a strong fire to continue cooking on Shabbos. And I, I, I suspect that Rashi is maybe talking, referring to a, a chalan kind of thing. Maybe. I don't know. That, right, that, that, that you have it cooking on a strong fire the entire Shabbos. Or for a while at least. Amr of Ashi said of Ashi, I was in front of Rav Huna, which is interesting because Rav Huna was a pretty early Amora and Rav Ashi was a pretty late Amora. Maybe Rav Ashi was very young. And they would do Shahia with like fried fish for him. They would have fried fish and they would let it continue to cook on a strong flame on Shabbos. And he would eat it. And says Ravashi, I don't know if Rav Huna was eating it because he felt that mitzamek v'yafelo, that when it continues to cook and it's good for it, it's mutter, it's okay. Or maybe because since there was flour in it, you know, the flour kind of dries out or whatever and it's not, the longer it cooks doesn't make it any better. Um, and therefore, maybe that's why he said it was okay. So, okay, it's inconclusive. Amr of Nachman said Rav Nachman, that if you leave something to cook and, you know, slow cook and continue to develop and it's good for it, then it's aser. But if it's mitzamek and it's bad for it, so then it's mutter. So the general rule is, that anything that has flour in it, it'll be mitzamek v'ralo. With the exception being a cooked food made out of turnips. That even though there is flour, it's still mitzamek biyafalo. Who? Vehane mile de isbe bsara, bisra. But that is only if there is meat in this turnip dish. Avalezbe bisra. But if there's no meat in it, then mitzamek viralo. Who? Then it'll be mitzamek viralo, just like all the other flour foods. Mechizbe bisra. And even when there is meat in it, namilo amar and eladulo kabayi le orchin. Only if there's not going to be Guests coming over. or But if he needs it for the um, guests, Mitzamek Viralo, well then the fact that it kind of gets smaller as it gets cooked over time is bad because he wants to have big pieces of meat for the guests. Lavda Daisa Vitamre, these um, foods that are made out of um, figs and also Daisa, Farina that we talked about in Brachis, and also this food made out of dates, Mitzamek Viralo, and the longer they cook, it's bad for them. Wow. Now that was some stuff. Oh my gosh. Let's like try to maybe go over this. Let's see what we can do. So we started talking, you know, so the first part of our Gemara, of our daf, we were still trying to figure out, you know, is our Mishnah talking about um, Chazara by Grufo Tuma? Is it talking about Shehia? So we had Reb Chelbo, Reb Chama, Barguria, in the name of Rav. He said that you can put uh, a pot on top of the stove but not inside so we wanted to say that that implies um, that our mission is talking about um, um, Chazara because then that would mean that you could put something on top of a stove that is um, very strong but just not inside of it then we said no it can even be talking about Shahia uh, and it was talking about the um, uh, and Rav Chama was talking about regarding Chazara um, you know in the safe of the mission by Chazara by Basila that he says you could put it back and he's saying you can only put it back 
um, you know, on top of it, but not inside of the uh, oven. Okay, fine. Then we had the price about the twin stoves. Oh my gosh. So we tried to say that that only really makes sense if you say Shahiya, because then our mission is Rabbi Yehuda and it's simple. But if, if you say it's talking about um, Chazara, then that Brisa becomes a humongous mess, both according, certainly according to our mayor and even according to our Buddha. We said, actually, no, you can even say that that Brisa is talking about Chazara. And there's a difference between that Brisa, which seems to say that Shahiya is only allowed to be by a stove that is Gufu Ketuma, whereas our Mishnah would hold that Shahiya is allowed even if it is um, not Gufu Ketuma, even if it's a strong flame. And... Um, so the Brisa and the Mishnah are different Tanaim, not a big deal. Okay. Can you put a pot next to a stove? Okay. We tried to bring some proofs to say yes, to say no, it was inconclusive. But then the Gemara said, like, my have Allah, what are we paskin? We seem to say that it's okay to put something next to a, um, a hot stove. Okay. Then we had all of these different opinions regarding Shahia, right? Leaving something on a stove from before. Shabbos, right? Would it have to be Gufu Ktuma? Wouldn't it have to be Gufu Ktuma? Would it have to be fully cooked? Would it not have to be fully cooked? Things like this. So we started with, with Rabbi Yitzhak Ban Achmani in the name of Rabbi Oshaya, that he says that it would have to be dulled, right? You would have, it would have to be Ktuma, it would have to be dulled, and the, the contents would have to be fully cooked. That was followed by Rabbi Barachana in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, who said also that it would have to be dulled and fully cooked. And he says that that is even if you have these very strong coals, and in both those cases, if it was even if the you know the, the coals kind of like overpowered the um, ashes, still we would consider it grufa oktuma, and it would be permitted to keep the food on the um, um, stove as long as it was fully cooked. Um, then we add Rav Sheshis in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, who says that you can even have a very strong fire, and even if the food is not fully cooked, you could you know shehia is allowed. Then we have Rabbi Shmuel Bar Yehuda in the name of Rabbi Yochanan that he says that you can use a um, you know a, a strong flame. However, the food would have to be fully cooked already. Then we at the end we talked about mitztamik v'yafelo. We had Rabbi Yochanan who said it was permitted, and you have Rab and Shmuel and Rav Nachman who say it's not permitted. Wow, yeah, a complicated page. I think that we might have a few of these complicated uh, dapim in store for us. So brace yourself, get ready for a complicated week. Mm, but yeah, we'll see. Maybe we'll be presently surprised. Uh, have a great day, everyone. Peace.